and you're listening to The Southern Thrill. This week, After Hours directed by Martin Scorsese and Desperately Seeking Susan directed- I should- I should have pulled it up, I was a second late. <laughs> Desperately Seeking Susan directed by Susan Seidelman. I hope I got that right. But I, I was in charge of picking this week and uh, the reason I saw these movies, I will pick these movies because I wanted two films that are set in the, the grime griminess and suit cover streets of mm-hmm. New York City. Did you get what you were looking for? I think it's a good pair. I th- I, th- I think I think I got I think I got what I wanted. More from actually from both. Both of these films like feature like have this are about like the texture of New York. So, what did you guys think? Well, Michelle, do you have uh, immediate thoughts because I have like a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I just really liked them both, mm-hmm. so you can go ahead. <laughs> so I, okay. I liked them both. I thought After Hours, I, I, you know what, I, I thought it was based on a play at first, because I was like, this has the feel of like, oh, this is a confined mm-hmm. space, and they're putting on a play, mm-hmm. and everything's kind of just like extending the the action, and it's in the one, like... I don't know, it felt like a play vibe, but it's not, apparently. And it's uh, a script that he worked on that he said it was, I forget what it was, mm-hmm. but like uh, the point is it's very Kafka-esque in a way. And I think that as like referenced a couple of times, there are lines in it that are lifted from stuff like the that. Bouncer, yeah, I think, yeah. right? The, the club, it's like... Have money. If you have money, you want to come in. Yeah, but it's so weird to see like '80s Scorsese because it's like it it it, it he felt whatever what like stuck in my head. I was like thinking about was like he was like Neil Young in the mm-hmm. '80s. He's it's almost like he's trying to offboot his original fan base. Like he did everything that I would not have expected him to do in the '80s. So um so yeah. Did you catch his? Yeah, cameo? yeah, in the club, right? It was very, it was very. Yeah, but, um, but it's uh, it's weird. So he designed the movie as a parody of Hitchcock style, movements, echo sequences, and Marnie, and uh, mm-hmm. the sequence, the the score, Howard Shore's score, you know, emulates Bernard. Hart. I love the score, the score and the soundtrack. I think it's because mm-hmm. they clashed intentionally clashed together yeah. so much right because you have like the, the the literal diner jukebox from the fi- like tunes from the 50s with the incredibly like heavy synth piano tune that is anxiety inducing at least like by the fifth time like because it plays every single time he's like the narrative propels yeah it and it's got um, this very improvised feel to it right like it feels yeah even the camera work you well, actually know the camera well that's mm. kind of why i think it's so genius is that the camera work is both so can be incredibly restrained and calculated, yet at the same time be inc- is so frenetic, and you're push it's pushing and pulling mm-hmm. alongside with him. Uh, there's an incredible, there's a great example I think of like when he pushes into the phone and he's running for the phone, and then he hesitates and he pulls back alongside with him as he backs away from it. Like I thought, it's, it's all completely motivated by his psyche. Yeah. But then you have that scene when he puts in his last quarter in the jukebox. And the song mm-hmm. starts. The shot holds for like a song good 50 that is uh, featured crazy. in Mad Men final season. Yeah. Oh, is that it? That was when uh, he sees Rachel, but it's not actually Rachel. Anyways, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting though. But uh, the the thing, uh, the problem I had with it is that it felt a bit like 
someone trying to be clever because it'll be like oh that, that girl I would, was his girl. It's almost. I think it's yeah, leave it up to the yeah, script. Yeah, that was the problem with script. Yes. Well, I mean, it's that's. I think that's also. Well, I don't think it's too clever to say to think that. I believe most of the women in the movie are clearly based on oh, his really? like ex wives or like whether he intention like whether it's intentional or not. It feels like that if he if it is supposed to if he does if he didn't make this with no in between between uh, you know as like Scorsese, but he didn't write it. But I, I think he developed. No, it. but like, but in terms of him construct, he developed it, and the cat, and he, you know, he constructed the visual, like the entire film. Uh, if it, it felt very yeah. personal, just like with the Orson Welles film, it kind of confirms to me that all these like <laughs> Hollywood, like these these like champions from the set, like who came who emerged from the seventies, are all cucks who want to be right, emasculated by women pair. and use cinema as like <laughs> it's, it's a, a bedroom pair. The guy who who it's, wrote it's this a running wrote Motorama, Airport, and The Office. Uh-huh. Just a bunch of stuff that is not, you know, really uh, uh, noteworthy. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> don't want to be... Yeah. So he's probably... Yeah, so I'm assuming. Like, yeah, because I material. think what, what this is... What this well, I don't think any like of... Yeah. Like his... Um, grad project or something that's what i remember reading yeah it was a script it was his thesis mm-hmm. for columbia film school and he got an a and then i think that the, wow. so i'm okay, assuming great. he took the script developed it, it like uh, was like okay i'll i'll use what i want to use as he does with most things like i think with goodfellows and with, uh, with a lot of mm-hmm. um casino stuff like that he works with the writers to be like okay this is what i want to do yes yeah that's good adaptations like, when you think about how he did the departed right as an adaptation it's, it's yeah he, he, he does his own spin on anything he'll, he'll get to mm-hmm. but um yeah uh i i just i can't get out of my head the guy the main guy his acting was great but he just uh, he looks so much He's like Ali. <laughs> the entire time, I was just like, "Oh man, Aleem's in a bind right now." <laughs> okay, Aleem would be a whole you think lot so? nicer. I think he was pretty reasonable. I think for most so. Of the well, movie. I think I know. I I think he was pretty bad. I think he was what? pretty rude. Okay. I think um, why? Well, when he, I I thought the way he re- he rebuffed the girl in the uh, in the beginning, like the first girl because... was kind of. I was like, he, you know, she's oh, obviously you not so? all there, like. Like he should be nicer than to just like bolt like that, and mm. um, and I thought that the rest of the film that like, what happened to him was like kind of kind of a oh, like the karmic, yeah, like a karmic retribution. No, I thought he was like um, just he was he went there. He was supposed to do something, and then he was like, oh, I want to. Uh, it's clearly an excuse to like not really purchase anything, but just to meet her. And then yeah. she just kept doing all these weird things where she was like, I'm going to go in for a shower and then I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And then he has to deal with her weird roommate. And so I, I, I thought he was like being pretty reasonable and he was like, you know what? I'm going to get out of here. Like he had some dignity. He wasn't like begging for yeah. To get laid or anything, so I was like, okay, I'm kind of proud of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> just play this game, and um, yeah, and then it, I don't know. It was it was pretty weird because everyone else is unreasonable in the movie except for him and maybe the bartender who ends up selling him out. I think the yeah. bartender was pretty nice. 
The bartender was also but, just trying uh, to get It me. reminded me as well of another Orson Welles movie, The Trial, I think. The, the Kafka one. Oh, yeah. that's the other so Ka- yeah, Kafka. Was, uh, I mean, it's pretty uh, fun. Lots of good lines in this as well. Oh, it's yeah. Mohawk night. Oh, I love that. Um, and the cadence of yeah, the bouncer like was that. very funny too, because he's like this brute of a man, but he speaks like with this sensitivity and <laughs> emotional intelligence. That's I, I I really did um, like it, but it did feel like it was very imp- like like they. Say, I read the book about like writing fiction, and the the mistake that most new authors make is making like a, well, not mi- make that mistake, but I think like what it is easier to write through is having a mm-hmm. passive main character because that's kind of what and this is kind of what it is everything's just happening to him yes happening to so him it, it d- and we're supposed to relate to that yeah yeah, yeah. and that's how i i felt watching it where mm-hmm. i was like oh this feels like a new writer a young person writing a movie mm-hmm. well on the flip side of character is seeking out something there's desperately but seeking it's not something. like a a mission or a quest it's just like oh, i'll see where this goes yeah like yeah bad things keep happening and he's like oh i'd see well yeah whereas yeah de- desperately seeking well, susan he, she's like going for it she's like um i want to this is yeah now. this is the opposite but both are propelled through the streets like of grimy manhattan and um by the way it's great it, it New York would take, is such a uh, they they looked it up it would take one hour and 47 minutes for him to walk home <laughs> <laughs> he could have just walked home. Jesus, <laughs> he could have just walked home. But I love that com- that that the first freakout at the subway station. Just for, like when he just wouldn't have. That was great. It feels I like something that could actually happen. Immediately backed away from the cop because that's something I would do. I would be like, yeah. caught up at the moment and then be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, uh, I didn't mean to. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I, I didn't mean to cause any trouble. But yeah, desperately seeking Susan. So uh, how did you uh, find this movie, hear about it? or? Um, that's what's where I actually, I just saw like a, a tweet celebrating like the look of it. And I was like, that's one interesting looking movie. And it has young Madonna. I've never seen her act before. And I always like to uh, watch movies about crimey New York. Mm-hmm. So there we go and that appeared after hours because i knew that was also like similar and i haven't seen it mm-hmm. yet and i'm glad i picked this this is also a it really is, fun yeah movie. and it's so funny it has steven wright in it i didn't even it's know it's so funny movies so the, Who's that? the his sister's boyfriend the the husband the gary glass uh, the guy who's like she has great yeah, yeah. teeth <laughs> i love that line <laughs> he's uh you, you could tell like you they were like okay you could throw a Stephen Wright line in there, and uh, and that was uh-huh. that was fun. Did you? I love John. Uh, John. Uh, he was the in the club. She's so funny. Oh my god! The two like he shows up for two shots. The lame joke, and then he trips when he falls off when he gets off stage. What was it? So good. Oh, you, who's from Brooklyn here? That guy's from Brooklyn. Yeah, maybe you guys can oh, get a no, cab. Oh, the other together. one. The, the <laughs> one with the... Oh, uh, uh, who's from Queens? I myself am from normal parents. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> and then he's, they cut to the table and Gary's like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I really uh, this movie is also very mm-hmm. crazy and zany. 
it goes it's it also and like after hours it has this energy that this momentum i think that keeps pushing these characters forward mm-hmm. i love stories like this yeah i like stories like and that as well with a young madonna who is yeah. pretty good at Did this it remind you of muriel's wedding a bit or no or she goes out of her own. it's less yeah, yeah, it's, it's lighter yeah. it's a lot lighter i think it's less depressing um but it's also like i think about this this idea of like trying to you can't not settling for like for this as like a, a re- as a replacement of what you think is actual happiness mm-hmm. and yeah it's i i did wasn't expecting it to turn into a kind of a zany <laughs> crime caper not yeah, even the caper, earrings but like and stuff like, or um, what? that's that's yeah. just a little fun little element i think to like keep the story it's to, to keep like pushing these yeah. characters forward i love the performances by uh rosanna arquette mm. rosanna arquette she's great in this she's so she's also in after she's also good great in after hours yeah and she plays um, such different roles in both yes such different roles range I saw that she was in Pulp Fiction. I was trying to figure out who she, she was. She was the girlfriend. I think she's uh, one of the girls. The drug during... dealer's girlfriend. Though. Yes, during the OD. Yeah, during the OD scene, I was like, yeah, I think that's her. Um, Michelle, what did you think about Desperately Seeking Susan? <laughs> but what, you what did you? Yeah, um, yeah, what did you enjoy about it? Was it funny, or did you enjoy it? Like us? It was funny, and then like the women actually had agency, mm. and then the sexism mm. just came from how the men treated the women. It wasn't like them kind of mm. filling any like the setup of it. Yeah, it was all mm-hmm. just coming from like, oh, you're a prostitute now. Does that mean you're a lesbian? Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, man. I also like the. What I like is hum- no. I mm-hmm. I was gonna say the uh, <laughs> the guy she the, who's taking care of her. He's like I I said no drama. I'm just trying to figure out the. <laughs> Where you, how you lost your memory? I just don't want any drama along with that. Like, what did you expect? <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> I yeah, love the guy. Yeah, he's he's very sweet. Um, mm-hmm. Gives me a uh, Nick Miller from New Girl vibes in terms mm-hmm. of how schlubby he is. I love his mm-hmm. job. I want his job. It's just a projectionist of a failing figure. Yeah, how could he afford that place? How can you even afford that? But yeah, it's huge. Mm. Well, it's New York. Who knows? But I, what both of these films do highlight is like how diverse, how many, and how many people New York has. Like just like just people crammed. Like that sequence when uh, he's bringing her back to his place for the first time, and they're going mm. up the fire escape. And they had to get past like multiple. Like it's it's I'm multiple people also carrying furniture down and they get past, well it's, it's a setup for the fact that his place has been vacated but i love the idea of just like so many people moving around like and you can't really get anywhere without running into another person another life another character mm-hmm. it's like an after hours right when he gets into the bar and just oh, yeah man, it opens an entire yeah, new can of worms mm-hmm. of trouble that he gets into kind of uh, um, yeah run across each other when in cities and stuff yeah it's it, they just mm-hmm. and they just collide um, unexpectedly, it's but great. it was a little too much for an after hours. But I get that that's the uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the intent is to. It was just really funny that like he was like, "My oh my beer. god, my girlfriend, just od." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, but he was with a girl who od. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's 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 the con- yeah. I, I completely get that. But there were some mm. spars. The, when they started shaving him, I thought it was amazing. So mm-hmm. good. 
Oh, back to After Hours. What did you guys think about the significance of the statue in those fetal positions? Mm, looks like the screech. I'm sure that line Michelle... What do you mean like, fetal <laughs> position? They were like scared, I guess. Well, because they were like... Yeah, scared and like frozen. Like, fetal uh, position uh, means like filled up in a pool. Wasn't like, yeah. yeah, they weren't like that. They were just scared. Okay, I mean metaphor... Like, okay, they're, yeah. They are just scared in a... In, in a uh, emasculated position I, suppose. I don't think emasculated i think they were just frozen in like uh, positions of fear that's that's uh what it looked like but by these women the fact that he keep like it's because because they're like outside of work and then he's in he's in the position of what he'd be in all day at work so he's like trapped mm. in the, oh. the cycle of the job and then he's off the job and back on the job oh shit yeah yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's apparently like they they had a lot of problems coming up with that ending. So they didn't know how they should end it. Steven Spielberg, Brian De Palma, and someone else, right? And Terry <laughs> Gilliam, yeah, sure. Terry Gilliam to watch yeah. the film so they could give him their opinion on how the film should end. And then Spielberg uh, told them he should add the mob running after him. And uh, I think, oh, That's also, w one really interesting thing about this I read is that Tim Burton was the second choice for director. So, uh, I think he would have yeah, done a pretty good job this too. Tim Burton, like, with this yeah. material. I oh, yeah, when he still gave mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Well, when he wasn't consumed by, like, being Tim Burton, I think, is when they still, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really, it's really strange. This is a, a like, it's not when you think of Scorsese, you don't think of this kind of movie, right? But if you if you think of eighties Scorsese, it is in like this came after the King of Comedy, and before the Color of Money, mm -hmm. and it makes complete sense that it came after that and before that. So, uh. <laughs> I don't know. I, so? I think the How king so? of comedy is like him dip, kind of getting out of what he's more comfortable doing. And then uh, after hours is a step towards like being completely like out of his element. Like the color of money is almost it could be directed by I feel like anyone. Like it just makes no sense that this is I see. Him and uh, and after hours is like in between that. I feel like it's like it's got elements of like oh you feel like okay I can sense mm -hmm. him vaguely or what he is concerned with mostly, but then it's also just like I don't know I don't know it's 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 a weird time for it's, him as a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. This is why it's so stupid when people just say like, "No, yeah, It's such an yeah of of like what this guy is like. His work has been because then he did Ascentation of Christ. I think this was like trying. He was getting a, having trouble yeah, yeah, funding or something for the for, makes which makes sense. Like why he would have trouble getting money to make, yeah, make this. Yeah, the two movies he had um, trouble funding were Last Temptation of Christ and Silence, and I think. He should take well, the ones about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> silence is Can't good. Finish silence it. is trying. Maybe I'll pick it one time for this uh, for the podcast. So I can yeah, I want to watch more of Susan Seidelman's movies now. If they're this all this, if they're all the, like, have this fun, energy really and they're this much fun. 
It also has manages to like a feel like a good romantic comedy without like again I think the fact that it's coming from mm-hmm. a woman's perspective it, it it makes it a lot more charming and a lot less creep. Well, there is like there plays with like the female ga- mm-hmm. the male gaze right so like, when he wakes up and he's like it's it's but it's it's played so like shy slightly mm-hmm. and he's like shy and bashful. After he's, hours, like, like, he grabs his cat. When uh, they're oh, yes, making out in the kind bar. of what the night. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And also the scene when he's looking, when he, when he's checking her, his, her body to check if she actually is a bird. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, it was, is that, like, to me, that, it's like, this guy's not a great guy if he feels like he still needs I mean, to confirm oh that. <laughs> Can't stop seeing. <laughs> we need to ask him to watch this. No, okay, I so feel for, like. Nobody, <laughs> nobody listens to this one. No, but I feel like it's not <laughs> cool, like. Don't mention Adrian Brody around him. That's not fun. Does <laughs> he like, <laughs> look like this? <laughs> um, you know what? I, I It started out uh, as like, uh, this is after hours. It started out feeling like a romantic comedy. I was like really into it. Uh, and when yeah. uh, when he goes over to the place right before he like gets buzzed up, I, I had paused it. Yeah, because I had to like go do something, and I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be a great rom com." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it turns into like yeah, a nightmare. And then I watched the rest of it. The second time he gets caught in a woman's mm-hmm. apartment, insane, insane. Like it perfectly captures that energy of like being trapped in in, in a situation with somebody, and you're desperately, desperately, desperately trying to get out of it. Did it kind of remind you of? Uncut gems yeah. in terms of like the yeah. manic energy in the New York City. That's yeah, kind of what I got. Good, I was like, oh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Safi brothers like picked up a couple of like cues from. There was this. something else oh. where I, uh, oh yeah, the Mad Men thing. I, I probably like saw that and was like, yeah. this song's rad. Let's use it. <laughs> it's so good. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we take a break? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're back now. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Seven rails, seven rails. We write them out. Who wants to go first? Mm, I I know what I'm. I'm All right, you said you know. Can I do three and a half and three and a half? Is that something? I think for this, you know what? If 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 it's if it comes down to the why, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? I I think I like them equally, and thought they had their faults equal, like an equal <laughs> measures, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Michelle. I think I give Desperately Seeking Susan four, and then after I was three, mm. I don't know, I kind of agree with I you was about, there. Mm. Sometimes it felt like yeah. you're mm. just trying a bit too yeah. hard. I see. But it's still fun, yeah. so I'm doing you know what? You guys kind of changed my mind, because I was about to go with After Hours, and but then you guys brought up the fact that, and I, was, and I kept thinking about it, because I would say maybe four to Desperately Seeking Susan, mm. and then three to After Hours. I think Desperately Seeking Susan, it felt more effortless. I think in terms of it. You guys swayed me. Um, <laughs> I was about to get really lay into after, get really like gush about After Hours because I thought it's, it's one of Scorsese's most visually striking movies in terms of just like how wild it has to be. Like it's so wild, um, some of the tricks that he pulls. And and him and if he's operating as like a prestige of Hitchcock, I think he outdoes himself a little bit. Even like, oh, so good. All right, which brings us to 
What have we watched this week? Uh, Michelle, what have you watched this week? <laughs> I thought you both watched the Batman. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, right. I guess we oh could God. just talk. I thought about we were gonna that. lead into that. Yeah. Um. Yes, we both watched the Batman. I didn't. We both enjoyed it. All right, Michelle. You Michelle didn't, didn't watch it, yeah, but you you might enjoy it. <laughs> Probably not. <though. laughs> it, it was it was good. I thought it was. I keep telling people I thought it was the perfect mix between the animated Batman series and Nolan Batman. Yes. It, it takes itself less seriously than the Nolan Batman's, which is a godsend. I think. Yeah, and I I think the best performance was. Uh, the penguin. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. Why are you showing me this? Ah, oh, he, he, oh, so good. That was so funny. Amazingly, so funny. Like, beautiful over the top acting. And Jeffrey Wright, like, hamming it up alongside with him, too. I think Jeffrey Wright is a ultimate, he's like one of the best character actors we have right now. Mm. When he shows up, like, he just carries it through. I love his. I love how he just calls Batman man. Like, hey man. Like, it's so silly. It's so goofy. Yeah. It's so goofy yeah. at times. Yeah, the Riddler being like a school shooter type. Yeah. Oh, cool. he's so good. When he started screaming, mm. so funny. So funny. <laughs> People like complain that this is a dour movie. Have not seen this movie because it's silly to the core. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, it's... And I love Rob Hat. He he doesn't know. Here's Bat. He's our Batman. Um, he doesn't know how to talk to girls, which is <laughs> the best thing to happen to the character. The best thing they could have done to the character is to make him an inert, like social recluse, who who doesn't like looking at sunlight. And I love that he he plays it so. I well. also love some conclusions he reaches that are totally out of like like it's like how did you connect these dots? Yeah. Oh, he's also not a great detective. He's just solving riddles. He solves no riddles. In this it's movie. so funny though. It's so funny. The detective stuff is like I I I, I mean I'm glad they put in the effort that they try to, to actually yeah. try they try to but it's still really stupid yeah but, but and then they make him make like realistic mistakes which i like like i i, I, I they, they really highlighted the fact that this is kind of just a, a dude pigeon and has he, wings so does a bat <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and also maybe a flying rat <laughs> oh. rat no, it's, it's the first time he makes it. So in the movie, they has like, oh, what is a rat with great wings? And then he's like, yes, a penguin also has wings. It's a bird too. And I'm like, what the fuck? So Why would you not immediately think about that? Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Uh -oh. It was so funny. Yeah, but it's still but it's cool. Still, it's, still <laughs> it's still cool. I love the last two minutes. The last two minutes where it's just two people riding motorcycles. Oh, and that was dumb. No, I didn't like that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love like it. That. This is my... <laughs> it was so um... weird seeing him on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Reeves is a good, decent director. Mm -hmm. He's better than... He's the J.J. Abrams that J.J. Abrams wish thought probably thought he would be. Yeah, that's all I was to say. He's good at all right. doing um, like franchises and new yeah, ways. Yeah, he takes some... He, he put, yeah, he pays them enough respect to the source material while trying to do something new, which is always appreciated. Michelle, what have you watched this week? I watched Elizabeth, the one with um, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Kate Blanchett is Elizabeth. Kate Pretty mm. good. Pretty good. Mm. This, uh, when, when did that come out? 98. 95? Oh, 98. Oh, interesting. Very young Kate Blanchett. 
A lot of famous yeah. people in it who probably weren't that famous then. It's kind of mm -hmm. fun. Daniel Craig. Yeah, he plays a, a monk. Shows up. Not a monk. What is he, a priest? He plays a, a priest assassin. <laughs> he looks really cool. They gave me the movie. The movie is does avoids a lot of mistakes of I think modern period pieces is that they make it look dour and brown and boring. Mm -hmm. This is they got an Indian director to helm this one, and thank God because it's great. <laughs> he puts in so much color. the The movie of like it's kind of the movie about her becoming transforming herself into like an icon. Um, like the Virgin Mary, and then like visually kind of reflects that this metamorphosis at times. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Well, well, what made you guys watch it, or what made you, Michelle? Well, Michelle's doing. I'm writing essay. Aren't you? Do you're doing. You're, do you're <laughs> about doing about Yes, you're writing essay. Mm, okay. Mm. Oh, I see. Okay. What have you gleaned from it? I mean, it's literally just She's my base totally of my fucking hot. <laughs> she just start writing about how much she actually looked like Kate Blanchett. <laughs> That's what she got from me. But what did you? Yeah. yeah what? What, what was? Uh, what came across? I mean, the kind of yeah. the whole thing about her making herself into this icon is like my, my mm -hmm. essay <laughs> because she like when she's seventy, she has portraits of her made looking like thirty or forty. So she's like mm -hmm. constantly trying to look like. The Virgin Mary, who never ages, who is constantly mm. like fruitful but never been touched, and like you know, mm. she's so highly dressed that she's she's too far away from the people. It's this like massive construction of image. Mm. It captures that pretty well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, also on that, like pretty surprisingly gory, uh, which I liked. I certainly enjoyed. It matches like Ridley Scott Last Duel level of like whoa, like suddenly. Like something horrible happens. It's great. Mm. Yeah. Well, that goes. That covers about covers what we've watched this week. Let's move on to our recommendations. Yusuf, you've enjoyed both of these films significantly. What, what would you? I want to pick oh, your brain. I, what would your recommendation be? I would pick The King of Comedy. I think it's one of uh, ah. his best movies, and uh, I think it doesn't get enough love. And uh, yeah. King of I haven't seen that one yet. It's with Robert De Niro, right? Yeah, oh, we should watch it. Isn't that. that just Joker? Like, yeah, I, I heard that's just Joker. Because yeah. I watched Joker, and I thought, this is just Scorsese, but I didn't even know, like, I know it's, like, based on, like, more even, there's even more explicit source material that's ripping off from. Yeah. Um, Sucks. Stupid Joker. <laughs> it's so bad. People, people love it. Because they haven't seen King of Comedy. Because they haven't seen King of Comedy. Michelle, what would your recommendation be? Hannah and her sisters. And Woody Ooh, Allen, Woody as Allen? usual. In New York. Mm -hmm. It's great. Well, my recommendation is, a, I think we mentioned this a couple episodes ago, something Michelle and I watched, Night on Earth with Jim Jarmesh. Oh, yeah. It has that same vibe of like people just clashing like these cities. And, like, you know, cities are just con an anthill of the human con condition. And it's to see people clash into each other is fascinating. You don't get really get that feeling in Toronto, I would say. Mm. Like, it's not like New York. It doesn't feel like New York. Um, despite also being very multicultural. It's digital age. It's not great. That's true. Mm. Like, we don't have this, like, people aren't smashed together with this, like, level. No, people yeah, are trying I to mean, keep it far apart from people. Yeah. Yeah, also, now we live in the The amount of smoking in both movies, I was like, wow. Oh, my God. In I love how when she, oh my god, my favorite detail, sorry, I forgot about this, it's so cute, when she got knocked out for the first time, mm. and she's funneling through the bag, and she saw a cigarette, and she's prop and she's never smoked a cigarette before, but she just instinctively, like, 
puffs it into her mouth and tries to light it. Mm-hmm. So funny. Mm-hmm. Like that's what kind of she always wanted to do, but she just never did. Um, it's kind of cool. interesting to see that change. Like now, if you smoke in the city, you get like dirty looks and stuff. People. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, it's, it's different. Different times. All right. Well, that uh, brings us to our next week's choices, Michelle. Now we're gonna be watching the Great Stone Fade, also known as the Keeper. We're gonna watch Sherlock Jr. and the Cameraman. Mm-hmm. Both kind of, I All think, right. like his explorations of like camera technology and also like playing around with cinema, what you can do with mm. it in your twenties. That sounds fun. All right. Well, in that case, stay tuned, and we will all see you next week. Keep it real. Bye. 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 The Seventh Reel is hosted by Arvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El Bashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Suilin, and our outro music is composed by Yahia El Bashir. Thanks for listening.